In the 21st century, businesses across the globe from developing nations to industrialized Western countries have come to depend on fast access to capital. But the infrastructure is often still mired in the clunky bank models of the past. Our guest on this edition of Uptech Report, Dmitry Vorenko, sought to change that with his company, Turnkey Lender. Dmitry discusses planning around the complexities of international politics and how he broke conventional wisdom by quickly expanding into several global markets. Thank you so much, uh, Dimitri, for joining us. I'm excited to learn how Turnkey Lender, you started this business, how how it got started, the, the focus that you have with it of solving a unique problem, and also how are you innovating as an entrepreneur. Uh, to start us off, what year did uh, Turnkey Lender begin, and, and how did you start the journey with it? Yeah, so uh, it is started in 2014, when me and my co-founder, Elena Ioninka, we joined our forces and uh, we decided to start and uh, bring this technology to the market. We saw uh, this uh, both innovative and business opportunity from two different angles. So her previous startup was Plugin Score. It was scoring engine for microfinance. It was purely scoring engine without all the other bells and whistles, a very good one. And she had customers in Philippines, Latin America, in Africa. What she saw is that these smaller lenders, they require end-to-end solution. So they require not only scoring engine because quite often they don't have something where to plug this scoring engine. A lot of other stuff is still, uh, you know, non-automated on paper or in Excel and stuff like that. In my business quarter, I, I, I've done scoring engines for banks, for larger financial institutions. And what I saw uh, that banks are too slow. They act like, you know, elephants. And this new e-lending wave was already starting. We saw this lending club, cabbage, all, all, all new kind of companies. And we even saw, I even saw from my customers that innovative bankers they are leaving banks to start this kind of startups and uh some you of saw them, this trend some of them yeah, yeah. some yeah. of them it's not it's not all, all of them but those who had entrepreneurship in their culture who saw this opportunity some of them did and both me and elena we saw that this e-lending wave it will be so huge it's once in a lifetime opportunity it's like e-commerce 10 years ago so you're providing both the infrastructure of the credit scoring or a ranking along with the, the lending itself, the funds? Yes, yes. So we, that is why we turnkey lender. Turnkey means like turnkey yep. and you're yep. a lender. Yep, I got you. You just turnkey and you, you become a lender. So and we, you're focused on developing um, countries? Like you mentioned like Uganda uh, and Latin America. Yes and no, we have two main focuses. Actually, we started from the UK. This was our main market and our goal was like after UK, we will go to United States. Uh, but then Brexit spoiled everything, you know, uh, our customers, we got several customers there, but uh, you know, almost everybody was like waiting what will happen when Brexit will, but then, then nobody expected this Brexit, almost nobody expected and stuff like that. So we were forced to, to, to change our plans. And we actually selected between United States and Singapore where to move our headquarters. And since Elena is a US citizen and she done two projects uh, in Silicon Valley, so uh, we initially thought we will go there. 
But then we visited also Singapore. We saw the growth rate. So yeah, United States is the biggest market, but, but still in, in Southeast Asia, uh, th those times the growth was like 300%. And plus it was uh, more or less known market for me and for her also. And we decided, okay, we will go where growth is. Uh, and we uh, moved to Singapore. Plus you can sell in United States remotely because very often people are very business driven. You have technology uh, and, and they compare technology they buy. In Asia, you cannot sell remotely. Still, you need to meet people. And we decided, okay, this way as a startup, we need to focus, but we, this way we will not, we will not uh, you know, leave the US market. We will just do it remotely, but we will earn Southeast Asia market. So we have right now two main markets, Southeast Asia and United States and Canada. We still have customers in, in, in Europe, in France, UK, Norway, uh, Sweden, Spain, uh, Poland, uh, but, but, but this is not such a big market for us. We think it will follow. Right now, United States, bigger and bigger and bigger market for us because this trend of when non-lending institutions start lending, it's just start to grow, grow and grow. And we have more and more companies from different industries that actually enjoy having technology that we created. And this actually, you know, energizes us. And we believe that then it will be UK, Europe, and then it will go to, to countries like Singapore, Hong Kong, and, and then it, it actually goes around the globe. So this is our vision right now. I love both the where you've been, the, the difficulties along with Brexit, you can't things you can't control, but you still got your vision of, of the direction and where you're where you're heading for your current uh, spot where you are right now. How many uh, customers or clients are, are on using your platform on a regular basis? I imagine once they're on there, the idea is that they would be using it on a regular basis, correct? Yeah, yeah. So uh, initially we sold licenses to bootstrap to get more, more money in advance. Uh, but then after getting our first institutional round, uh, we started to sell only SaaS. So we have 110 uh, customers right now. 50 of them were initial customers who licensed customers and 50 of them right now on our platform. Nice. And around 10, we are, we are still in setup process. So in a month or so, they will be online. So this is roughly the number, yeah. And you started Bootstrapped, which is, that's a lot of fun. And then you recently got some VC funding as well? Yeah, yeah. we got already two institutional rounds. Uh, first institutional round we got in uh, summer 2017. We got it from Vertex Ventures. This is very well-known uh, venture company in Southeast Asia. So this is uh, a VC arm uh, of Temasek. Uh, Temasek Holding in, is sovereign fund of Singapore. Gotcha. So uh, uh, Vertex, they have some money from Temasek and uh, they have a lot of other LPs, uh, including banks, corporations, stuff like, like that. They, they are very known because they are one of the oldest and they're quite good in B2B and really, really big companies. I don't know if you've heard about Grab. So Grab is a competitor of Uber. This is the company so, who was able to actually compete with Uber and even acquire Uber, for example, in Singapore and actually, you know, conquer the market and, and you know, push Uber out of the countries. Wow. Of course, they enjoyed, you know, they, they already knew the business model. They enjoyed it, but they were more successful locally. And this, these are probably the most famous company where Vertex invested. All, all the other companies, they probably less known in the United States, probably PetSnap, some, some others are known, but not as big because Grab is a big name. 
Right now it's a multi-billion company. Only Toyota invested one billion in them. And it's a big, big name here in this part of the world. And it's probably nice to have also their backing of the connections they have and other businesses that they can maybe yeah, along with the funding. We are, we are, yeah, we are very lucky with them. They are very thorough. Due diligence was very, you know, accurate and very, very diligent and, and, and very, you know, precise for every details. But we love it because they gave us a lot of advice. Uh, they actually very, you know, very reasonable. They, you know, sometimes investors, what I saw, they, they talk, uh, you know, only, or they just push and talk about numbers. These people, they understand vision. They understand uh, ups and downs. And they're always helpful. At the same time, they constantly look on operational characteristics. And they help us to how to improve, how to do it better. I love the, the, the fact that you have the, the dual uh, institutional rounds. We have different per perspectives, both in that to keep the trajectory moving forward and already planning then the next one. Um, this, the technology, underlining technology that you have, obviously being your, your differentiator, uh, describe a little bit more to me how does it work and how is it different from anything else out there? Yeah, so uh, there are two differences if, if you compare us to any other lending software provider. So we, again, to explain, probably it's uh, in a layman words, we, we are like a smart house. So, or like a smartphone. So other companies, they are like Nokia. They think smartphone is a, a, you know, mobile phone with a couple of Java applications. While we bring it as a totally new concept. So smart should be everywhere, intelligence uh, everywhere or in new level of intelligence. It's not just AI in credit scoring and that's it. What we see, we see this business as a, as a smart house that constantly monitors everything, how, how fast you type your name when you fill in application, how many times you visited your borrower portal, uh, all the other stuff. And by doing this, we actually recommend lender what is the next best step to do, or probably they can reduce interest rates because this is less and less risky customer for them. And they can offer some upsells uh, or offer cross sales, or even for collections, we do not make them chase customers that have some free five days overdue. For example, we calculate self-cure score, and this means, for example, within the next five days, customer will cure themselves. Why ruining relationships, sending like harsh emails or stuff like that? And we have in many places, we have this stuff and this is what is different. So we see it as a smart lender where, where artificial intelligence help again, end to end, it's turnkey, it's unified. We have this concept from the beginning, we have this concept of unified lending, it means unified with intelligence, automation unified with intelligence. It's unified uh, through cycle, like from the loan origination, scoring, underwriting, servicing, collection, portfolio management, next loan. So it's unified. It's unified with the market. So by this, we, we also, with artificial intelligence, we watch the market. So lender actually follows the market, not, not taming the market or, you know, screwing up everything just to do the way they want, but they fill in the market and adapting because what we feel more and more adaptability will be number one and time to market. I don't know what will be number one or number two, but time to market and adaptability because markets are changing so fast. You cannot just build a scorecard and use three years this scorecard or stuff like that. You need constantly adapt. And this is 
unified lending because you are unified with the market. Tell me a bit more about the partnerships or API connections. Um, and also like how, how is the backend lending? Like who, who are the, those providing the actual uh, funds for the, the lending? Yeah. How does all that work? Yeah, yeah, I will start probably with the last question. So we uh, know this is our vision that we will never lend ourselves. So we will be a technology provider only. We actually white label our software for lenders. Again, as I told, non-lenders that turn key and, and, and can be lender, yeah? Turn the key without the software, and, but we white label for them. So borrowers yeah. do not see turnkey lender brand. Turnkey lender brand is B2B brand. It's just for, the, for those businesses who, who will lend. We white label for them and they can, again, it can be, we have several peer-to-peer -peer lenders who use our uh, software. As you realize this vision where that any uh, business or lender can just start providing their own uh, uh, lending right to the customer and this platform can handle it. To realize this vision, what hurdles do you see you're gonna have to overcome in order to make it happen? Yeah, so I see it first and foremost, it's, I don't see it as a hurdle, but I see it as, as a big task. So, and what we want to do and, and already preparing ourselves to do we need to bring more knowledge to people, to train them, to show them how easy it is. Probably even have a free trials or some other. We are still thinking about it. Uh, and not only, but, but free trials will not solve it uh, because we need to also additionally to this, we need to educate, we need to bring more knowledge, more videos, more, more articles to, to show, for example, segment by segment. We cannot tell you know in general let's any business we, we can go to plastic surgery clinics and explain look these are our customers after starting using our software they don't have seasonality at all before they have seasonality like this before christmas or whatever on summer but now no seasonality these guys like merchants or fashion merchants they use our software now they have 30 percent more check average check raised 30 percent more so and we, can ex we, we should explain all this because the main task I see, people still see financing is a difficult business. So these are done by banks. And this is what we need to bring for them. So people, you know, will not be shy to try. <laughs> it's now affordable to try. They, they will not pay millions to try. It's just very, very, very. So they pay as they go, but they will, will be hesitant. This I see the biggest one because technologically, I don't see any, any obstacles. You're still in the uh, probably the early adoption where folks who are, are fascinated with technology, maybe they're like, oh, this is cool. But the early majority of folks that are, are, aren't aware that it, that it exists, this possibility, this technology. I mean, I'm, I'm like still trying to, I see now where all it comes together. I'm like, okay, great. That's awesome. <clears throat> so it sounds like that's the biggest uh, hurdle to overcome is just making, educating and making people aware that, that this possibility and this uh, concept exists and that they need to try it. Yeah, 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 that's true. But please know that simultaneously we have lenders as a customers. So we like, you know, running in, 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 oh. two, in, in two spheres. Yeah, here lenders, digital lenders still, still go with us. But here it's starting much, much bigger wave. And it will overcome it. It will grow, but it will grow much more exponentially and it will overcome them. It, it, so this is some, uh, I've heard recently an article that Embed in Forbes magazine that embedded lending actually will eat and overcome ways uh, many to many degrees current fintech the current like fintech current fintech is a business model in itself 
it's financing uh, business model. Yeah, and embedded lending means you embed lending into any other business, and this will be really huge. And you can see that Amazon, uh, Salesforce, QuickBooks, that starting doing it, and sooner or later, any other at least mid-sized business will be doing it. Ah, well, I'm excited to to see this. I I I, I see it, but I'm excited to then experience it as we move forward uh, for for this uh, future. Now, for you personally, how how do you innovate? Where are you going to to keep up to date on the latest technology and trends and concepts? Are there any blogs, particular blogs that you go to, or books that you're reading right now, or audio books that you're listening to? Yeah. So uh, actually. Uh, I constantly, so I have this audible. I don't have too much time to read, but audible when I go to work from work. So I, I constantly look for uh, recent uh, books about AI and especially, you know, the future, how, how society will be, you know, will be, uh, you know, like books like Life 3.0, 3.0. I, this is the book I recently, you know, listened. So this is how society will live together with AI and depending on how strong AI will be, how smart AI will be, with, with which speed it will uh, develop. So how to correctly organize society so it will be benefit, uh, benefit for society. Still, uh, people will be you know, in demand and, and the creativity will blossom uh, uh, everywhere. So this, this is uh, what I read. If, if, if to tell about technological advances, uh, for example, so I have these new letters, so AI new letters, and, and of course these futuristic ones like Kurzweil and, and stuff like that. I also read not not every day or even every week, but once in a while I'm like, okay, what's what's new is there? So so that's true. And of course uh, my colleagues, since I, I I've been in this neural network uh, uh, sphere from 90s, late 90s, so I know pretty pretty many people so i've read these hilton books when nobody read them because they're awful to read to mathematical or bishop these are you know these were bibles for neural network developers just the first book comprehensive books and uh, from these times i know many guys but mainly who did who did uh, ai based scoring when it started with scorex actually experian acquired scorex after this when it started so I know many guys who wrote the, uh, even wrote the books about how to do AI by scoring and stuff like that. It's mainly communicating with them through social networks, through emails. When 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 I listen some some things and and I get to understand some things before they even are available, you know, to general crowd because you know it it, it starts uh, in R and D labs usually and then it also and then published in papers. But you know we communicate with each other, asking questions, what do you think about this and that. And this is how I get it. Well, thank you so much, Dimitri, for, for sharing your, your vision, where you guys are right now, and the future of where you're heading. I'm excited to, to see as it comes into reality. Thanks again for, for joining us. Where can folks go to to learn more, and what's a good first step for them to take? Please go to our website. Please follow us on Twitter, on LinkedIn. Yeah, we, we're also on Facebook, but LinkedIn, Twitter, we, we're usually more active there. So, and on our website, we post our blogs. Uh, so we have blogs there. So please go there. We quite often, most probably not quite, but more or less often we, we speak on Finnoate or some other conferences like this. I, I think video is usually, you know, a uh, better way to, to, it's better to see than to listen. So please, you, you are all welcome. Please visit, please ask us questions, whatever related to AI, related to digital lending, related to society. 
together with AI, we will be glad to, to answer and to, to, to have discussion. That concludes the audio version of this episode. To see the original and more, visit our Uptech Report YouTube channel. If you know a tech company we should interview, you can nominate them at uptechreport.com. Or if you just prefer to listen, make sure you're subscribed to this series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. 